with us right now, it's Lou Sasuski. Lou, you are the CEO of Cool Perks, and you're found on the web at coolperks.com. That's P-E-R-X.com. Lou, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So go ahead and tell us what Cool Perks is. Yeah, we are a sustainable branded merchandise company. We work with enterprise companies like Microsoft, Google, Salesforce, and others on helping them create brand merchandise programs that are built on sustainability so that they are engaging with their stakeholders in a way that's meaningful to their value system. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and and this would be contrary to what? Like what, what historically has been the norm out there? <laughs> So let me start with telling you a little bit how we started the business. I was, the whole, the whole uh, story kind of started about six years ago when my husband and I got together and he had been in the promotional products industry for years. And I was working as a nurse. I got home, I'm standing up, you know, like I'm, I'm up at my doorstep and I see this huge box and I'm so excited to find out what's in the box, what a big Seattle-based company is going to give their employees. I open it up and it's freaking fidget spinners. And right then I was like, we have to do something about this. What year was 30, this again? It, this was in 2016-ish. Uh, yeah. And yeah, fidget spinners were starting to be popular, but I mean, if any parents are out there, they understand how quickly those ended up at the bottom of toy boxes. So, yeah, that's right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of became this rapid uh, discovery process of what this industry actually is. So I would go to trade shows and watch people interact with products. I paid more attention to what was given to me by employers and by other companies that I engaged with. And it was a lot of junk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I even had a flashlight in my drawer that did not work. So these types of branded items, I saw this opportunity for companies to really turn um, the typical, the, you know, the tables upside down um, and give something that I would love to have in my house that I could depend on a flashlight that I could depend on when the power goes out, right? If your brand name is on a product and it's in somebody's house causing stress, your brand is causing them stress. And that's so typical in this industry. 79% of what is given away in this industry is thrown immediately away. It's crap. It's It's crap. crap. Yeah. So swag, right. Stuff we all get. And and it's just, yeah. But I've been to those shows and people are like, Oh, do you want this? I'm like, no, not really. No. I mean, it's, I mean, I just, just cause I don't, first off, I don't want to lug it around. Secondly, I'm going to bring it home and then what I'm going to give it to my kids and they're going to be like, "Eh, we, you know, it's, it's, so it's like, I'm like thinking like, what's the point? Uh, you know, of that is, is that really going to encourage me to do business with you? I don't know. There's gotta be a better way, Lou. What is the better way? (laughs) Or, Or not even, not even do business with somebody, but actually affect the neighborhood they're in, affect the community they're in. If you imagine an employer actually conveying appreciation for the people there that are working for them, and then they go home and feel appreciated and then treat their family and their community with that same level of appreciation and self-confidence and self-worth. And that ripple effect is huge. 
So what we do is, is really find items that are um, well-made. They are really um, relevant in modern times, right? Right now, you know, we have COVID going on. So we're doing a lot of sanitization items, a lot of sweatpants, mm. a lot of things to make people feel comforted, comforted <laughs> and cozy. Right. Yeah. 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 So All right. it's a fun journey. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, is, is it just that what, tell me about the products that you've sourced here. Yeah. Um, well, one of my favorite ones is a day owl backpack. The company wanted to re uh, reinvent backpacks a little bit because they are pretty wasteful. I mean, generally they're not used very long. They're the cheap ones are, are made with bad materials and then they end up getting tossed very quickly. So this company started making, uh, backpacks out of beach plastic. So plastic that actually washes up on the beaches and then they will turn that into fabric the backpack foam for or the laptop pocket foam is made out of a lake algae. So this backpack is totally sustainable. And then what they do is we'll, well, we'll brand it in a way that is easily removed, whether it's a luggage strap and this company will take these bags back, refurbish them and then resell them. Their entire goal is to be circular. Yeah. Well, so now it's like, you think about, I mean, it's, that's a win-win, like everybody wins with something like that because it's like the company looks good because now they're talking, you know, now they're able to communicate, not just from their lip service or their, you know, whatever they have posted on their, you know, um, you know, their booth or whatever, but that they're actually demonstrating it. The person receiving it is like, wow, I feel like I have something that I actually did good in the world with. Yep. The proof is in the pudding, right? Like we, we're all looking for anybody to prove anything to us. Um, and this is one way companies can do that. Yeah. Um, cool. So you have this idea, how do you launch it? And how do you ultimately start working with the likes of Google? <laughs> How'd you go from the conception to where you are today. Yeah. So it, again, a lot of research and a lot of investigation. I was fortunate that, you know, in my case, my husband had been in this industry and was able to walk me through, okay, here's, here's the ideal client. Here is how we engage with them and then get me in front of people. So I did have a leg up there. Right. And, and it was a great way to leverage, um, his experience. And, um, in the, I just happened to live in a, an area saturated with large companies as well. So I'm not having to fly all the time. I'm not having to travel to meet with people because there are hundreds of thousands of buyers within basically walking distance to my house. And some trade shows locally, um, are very good at reaching out as long as there's some sort of awareness that you exist. Um, and so I network quite a bit, um, and I, I self-funded that way. So as, um, as the orders came in, I would, you know, divide that out to, to, um, help with growth and have continued to do that since 2018 when we started. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, Lou, you were in the army. That's very cool. You were an army nurse. I was. Yeah. Yeah. How did, uh, can I, so anytime I have a, a fellow military veteran on, I always love to ask, you know, about your, how your military experience was helpful for your role as an entrepreneur. Um, well, I mean, to begin with, I got very used to not having any sense of stability, what tomorrow is going to look like. I mean, even, um, even in training we're we're taught that because there was a time during basic training when, when all the drill sergeants were like, okay, we're going to war tomorrow. And I'm like, I haven't finished training. This doesn't make sense <laughs> to me, but you know, that instability, that ability to just Show adapt up, quickly. Right? right. And just show up because if I, it, you know, I was talking to one of my employees about this. If I start putting on my own thought process and trying to figure it out and trying to plan for all of these changes, it complicates everything. Whereas if I just show up and respond as needed, I have the opportunity to actually respond as needed and really to stay out of some stress. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So at this point then, um, what do you do? Like, how do you take what you're doing and establish new relationships with new companies? Obviously you're working with some big ones already. Um, but how do you, how do you do client acquisition doing what you do? Yeah. Most of my client acquisition, uh, comes in referrals actually. Um, our product is so different. How we go about doing business is so different than typical promotional products, um, vendors. So we do get a lot of referrals, but then I'm also doing public speaking. So I am at conferences, at trade shows, doing a lot of public speaking and engaging, um, the executives really who are more invested in the sustainability goals versus just trying to solve a problem with swag. Yeah. Right. Right. Is this something Lou and I, I want, obviously, you know, I think it's awesome that you're not just fulfilling a transaction, right. But that you're, you're becoming the thought leader for this. And I, I think that's important because I'm like thinking, well, Here's the dream, right? The entire swag industry adapts, right? But at the same time, that would be also a negative because you're like, wait a minute, that's my business. <laughs> so what which is it for like what do you what do you think the future holds for you? Honestly, I my goal is for the industry to adapt. And the more companies that start aligning with our mission and being able to provide items that aren't made um, irresponsibly that, that you can track the supply chain all the way through to make sure that, you know, people are treated well as, as well. And then, um, if the industry starts doing that as a society, we're going to be better and I'm going to be better off. And I, you know, I'm an asthmatic and so global Mm. warming immediately impacts me. Right. And so it's more of a, a holistic, viewpoint that I have to take. Otherwise I will get stressed out about cannibalizing my own, my own business. Right. But I do talk a lot to people in this industry and I help vendors and we do have a consulting side where we're coming through and, and actually evaluating all products for their carbon footprint. So we actually have a proprietary and accredited, um, LCA or life cycle assessment called the climate cost index. 
And that helps um, buyers be able to understand their actual carbon footprint of everything that they're buying and also create their own metrics so that um, they can make, create their own goals for, for next year. Yeah. You know, you had something that you shared on your Instagram, Lou, that I really like. I thought about this. I'm like, and I just want to share this. Uh, It's a quote from Gabriella Hurst, who Mm -hmm. said, waste is a design flaw. It does not occur in nature. And I thought about that. I'm like, you're absolutely right. It's, (laughs) you know, we're the only species essentially that is creating this waste that doesn't, you know, kind of go back into the earth as part of the natural cycle. We're just creating this. And so, you know, here's my thought on this is, you know, and and I'm kind of coming at it from a consumer point of view. So I, for 13, 14 years, I've for 15 years, Jesus, I have been, sorry, I shouldn't say that. I've been a (laughs) consumer expert kind of studying and leading on consumer behavior. I'm just like, like, man, I've been at that for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, but um, the, you know, gosh, now I, I, I distracted myself, but, um, and where I was going with that, I, I completely spaced it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just that idea of, um, you know, of, of creating waste, it, it doesn't have to be that way. Oh, oh, I know what I was getting to. It was, it was that to, to truly enact huge change, it doesn't require us to com- completely live like a, you know, an off the grid lifestyle or, or whatever it is. It, we don't need to do that. Yeah, it just totally. requires everybody to do just a tiny little bit. It really does. Like cumulatively, when you look at, if you could persuade, you know, 20% of the population to adapt some simple lifestyle changes, the impact is enormous. Oh, Yeah. Well, one of the examples I give is I always carry a water bottle with me. So there's a full water bottle always with me in case of emergency. I think about when I was a kid, my mother never purchased water, right? Like I didn't grow up with extra money to purchase bottled water type of thing. And so that that was a foreign concept to me. But in my early twenties, it was so easy to be like, oh, I'm thirsty at standing at the grocery store line and grab a bottle of water. Mm. And you know, now with a 10 year old who is always moody, you know, starting to get into that tween years, she's always moody. And so it's like, I'm thirsty. I'm, I'm hungry. And here, you know, here's your options. You get this bottle of water. You can just wait. Right. And so carrying the bottle of water, we eliminated most of the paper towels that we use. Uh, We just didn't need them. And having conversations with friends and starting to learn, um, different techniques and what they, what they do to save water or time or money, you know, it all, it all adds up whether we're cooking from home or, um, you know, carpooling or anything like that. These very, very small activities can definitely make a change. And I think right now with the holidays here, the biggest thing is deciding if you actually want a thing or if you actually just want time. Mm. And in my household, we do a lot of things together. And so the gift giving aspect of things, a little bit ironic for my business, but the gift giving thing um, is very small. So it's more about the holiday season and what we're doing together. And by the time it's, 
it's, you know, we celebrate Christmas. So Christmas morning, Mm -hmm. um, there's not any disappointment if there's, you know, three, three gifts under the tree, right? Because we've had this huge holiday experience for the last two or three weeks. Mm. Yeah. And it continues for another two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so Lou, someone's been listening to our conversation. They're like, hot diggity. Let's, <laughs> let's check this out. Let's have a conversation. Um, because again, as leaders, guess what? We can impact change, um, you know, uh, uh, across our organizations, across our customers, we can influence change. Um, every little bit helps. And if you've been blessed with a position of influence, you, you have a, a cool opportunity here. Uh, and, you know, it's like the, uh, you know, what do they say? Swatting a mosquito in the spring and, you know, the number of mosquitoes you, you kill by the end of the year, if you get them in the spring, right. It's kind of like that same thing. It's like that ripple effect of, you know, just that small work and, you know, our example and what we communicate and how we communicate, what we do, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, how we engage with customers, clients, you know, employees, et cetera. So very simple stuff. Lou, your website uh, is coolperkswithanx.com. And when someone goes there, like, and they're like, oh, I want to see the stuff. I, I want to, where do they go? What do they do? In the menu, there's a shop link and you can get to our Shopify store that way. Uh, we do have a bulk minimum discount or not a discount, a minimum requirement. And so you, you know, most of the orders will show minimum of 12 or minimum of 50 products. So, um, that, that is in there. So these aren't just, yeah. this isn't a direct to consumer site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Right. Right. Awesome. Coolperks.com. Lou Sususki. Thank yes. you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh.